My name is Jeff Dowdle. This is the eighth episode of our bonus episodes on the 1776 report. If you haven't listened to the introduction, I encourage you to do so because it explains a little bit about why we're doing this. This episode is entitled Challenge to America's Principles, Racism, and Identity Politics. The 13th Amendment of the Constitution passed after the Civil War brought an end to legal slavery. Blacks enjoyed a new equality and freedom, voting for and holding elective office in states across the Union, but it did not bring an end to racism or to the unequal treatment of blacks everywhere. Despite the determined efforts of the post-war Reconstruction Congress to establish civil equality for freed slaves, the post-Bellum South ended up devolving into a system that was hardly better than slavery. The system enmeshed freed men in relationships of extreme dependency and used poll taxes, literacy tests, and the violence of vigilante groups like the Ku Klux Klan to prevent them from exercising their civil rights, particularly the right to vote. Jim Crow laws enforced the strict segregation of the races and gave legal standing in some states to a pervasive subordination of blacks. It would take a national movement composed of people from different races, ethnicities, nationalities, and religions to bring about the American fully committed to an ending legal discrimination. The Civil Rights Movement culminated in the 1960s with the passage of three major legislative reforms affecting segregation, voting, and housing rights. It presented itself and was understood by the American people as consistent with the principles of the founding. Quote, when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. Unquote. Martin Luther King said in his I Have a Dream speech, quote, this note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, unquote. It seemed finally that America, nearly two centuries effort to realize fully the principles of the Declaration had reached a culmination, but the heady spirit of the original civil rights movement whose leaders forcefully quoted the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the rhetoric of the founders and of Lincoln proved to be short-lived. The civil rights movement was almost immediately turned to programs that ran counter to the lofty ideals of the founders. The ideas that drove this change had been growing in America for decades, and they distorted many areas of policy in the half-century that followed. Among the distortions was the abandonment of non-discrimination and equal opportunity in favor of in favor of group rights, not unlike those advanced by Calhoun and his followers. The justification for reversing the promise of colorblind civil rights was that past discrimination requires present effort or affirmative action in the form of preferential treatment to overcome long-accrued inequalities. Those forms of preferential treatment built up in our system over time, first in administrative rulings, then executive orders, later in congressionally passed laws, and finally were sanctified by the Supreme Court. Today, far from a regime of equal natural rights for equal citizens enforced by the equal application of law, we have moved toward a system of explicit group privilege that, in the name of, quote, social justice, demands equal results and explicitly sorts citizens into, quote, protective classes based on race and other demographic characteristics. Eventually, this regime of formal inequality would be known as identity politics. The stepchild of other rejections of the founding identity politics was valued by characteristics like race, sexual orientation, and sex, and holds that the new times demand new rights to replace the old. This is opposite of King's hope that his children would live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, and denies that all endowed with unalienable rights 
to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Identity politics makes it less likely that racial reconciliation healing can be attained by pursuing Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream for America and upholding the highest ideals of our Constitution and our Declaration of Independence. The next episode will be the task of national renewal.